Namaste everyone. We have embarked on a journey of Santokya Upanishad study with the specific on to the sixth chapter. And for understanding the sixth chapter, a portion of the third chapter, which is under 14.13, is the preamble. But this is from the meditative point of view or upasana point of view. It is not leading you towards the Atma Brahmatma Aikyam or the unity between Brahma and Atma and the Tattumasi, which will be dealt separately in the chapter 6. But why this is required is because the very Mahavakya, Sarvam Khaluidam Brahma, this is what becomes the foundation for the Brahma Atma Ikya, in the which is detailed in the 6th chapter. But here, the meditation of Brahma Atma Ikyam is indicated with a specific uh, instruction by the Upanishad. So let us scan through the instruction and then get into the, uh, the sixth chapter in detail. So I may not get into the much detail of the mantras here because they are all helping for the meditation. Those who want can read the uh, Shankara's translation, uh, Bhashya commentary, which I've translated, which I've got the translation placed in the PDF that you can read it. But understand one thing all said and done, Shankara's commentaries are for the listeners who are well versed in the Shastras, who know the Vedas and everything full. So if you are reading this and there will be technical references, you may not understand it fully. So don't worry about it. The purpose of here is to use the Brahma as a meditative means for that. So let us start. Namo Brahma Dibhyo, Brahma Vidya Sampradaya Kartrabhyo, Vamsharishibhyo, Mahadhyo Namo Gurubhya. Shankaram Shankarachajam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutravashikritav Vande Bhagavantav Punapunaha Ishwaro Guru Ratmiti Murti Veda Vivagine Vyomavat Vyapta Dehaya Dekshina Murtaye Namaha Om Apyayandu Mamangani Vakrana Chakshut Saltramato Balamindriyani Chasarvani Sarvam Brahma Upanishadam Maham Brahma Dirakuryam, Ma Ma Brahma Dirakarod, Anidakaranamastume, Arinirakaranamastume, Astu, Tadatmani Nirdeya, Upanishadsu Dharmaha, Tema Yisandu, Tema Yisandu, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. The first mantra of the thirteen, uh, the third chapter, fourteenth pada section is Sarvam Kaluidam Brahma Tajjalanidi Shanta Upasida Atakalu Kratamayaha Purushaha Yada Kradumahe Kraturasmin Loke Purushaha Bhavati Tadetaha Pretya Bhavati Sa Kratum Kurvita. 
So here the word Kritam Kurvita is an instruction. Kritam means here volition, determination or conviction. So what does the Upanishad instruct for the meditation? We are what we are meditated upon. <coughs> that is what the word Urushamaya Purusha, Rudumaya Purusha. Adhakhalu means here indeed, Rutumaya Purusha means the, the, the individual is a result or is fully from his conviction or determination as to what he thinks he is. Yada Ritur Asmin Loke Purusha Bhavati, just as how the conviction in this world it is being done by the individual, Tata Yeda Pretya. When the departure takes from this world with the Purushatvam as the individuality is still retained because you have not understood what is your real nature. Therefore, Sabhavati Kritam Kurvita. So you will become what your conviction or determination is there. For helping that, the first line says that Sarvam Kaluvitam Brahma Tajjalaniti Shanta Upasida. So Shanta Upasida means with the peace of with the meditative mind or Shanta minus Upasida meditate upon Brahma as Sarvam Kaluvitam. As everything here, what is seen is in Brahma, is Brahma. How does it appear? Tajjalan iti in the form of Tajjalan. The word Tajjala is a compound of three words, Tajja, Talla, Tallana. That is why this one word is giving that Tajja means Janana, Jayate, or from the creation. Talla, Laya means dissolution or departure or decay, death, all those things come, Laya is coming. Talana means Anapranane or Vyavahare is when it is in the form between the death and the birth, whatever is the state that is called Anna. So, whether it is seen as an object which has been created or an, anything that has formed into a creation, when it is remaining in the form and name and form, and when it is losing its name and form, that indeed is from Brahma, Sarvam Kaluidam Brahma. All the all these things are from the indeed is Brahma. Therefore, Brahma is everything. In the sense that is what it is indeed I mean the simple meaning of the verse. But here in the commentary, Acharya Shankara is getting into different aspects of if that Brahmanical in the sense that Brahmana part of the Chadogya Upanishad, which talks about Tejas, Ap, Annam, Ityadi. That is the fire, the, the water, the earth, the food, etc. This is how the creation takes place. So therefore the Brahma which we are seeing is in only as qualified Brahma, Saguna Brahma. Therefore, we don't see the Brahma, we see the qualifications. This is why we are not able to see Sarvam Kalvitam Brahma. 
so when we have to look at it in all the three time before in the while we are experiencing and the after we experienced also when it is not there the the fundamental reality has not gone through any modification but the qualities are the way in which we identify its appearances so the jagat which is what we are talking about is indeed this advitiya brahma which is explained in the detail in the sixth chapter so when to lead that we have to do a bit of meditation on how we are going to start the sarvam kaluidam brahma converted into tattvamasi when we come to the sixth chapter so krutu is the word which is used here in the first mantra to indicate that we are identified with our physical body therefore we feel that we are limited by the physical body but what happens is that when we are living the physical when the physical body is being left there is a shruti mantra in the bhagavad gita it says as yam yam vaapi smaran bhavam tejande kalebaram in the 8th chapter 6th month 6th shloka there krishna says that in whatever form you meditate upon yourself and leave your body you will get that body but the problem is that we are not able to decide as to what is to be meditated upon therefore we need the dependency or the guidance from the upanishad so mother upanishad goes to the second mantra and says that manomaya pranamaya shariraha bharupaha ಸತ್ಯಸಂಕಲ್ಪಾಕಾಶಾತ್ಮಸರ್ವಕರ್ಮಸರ್ವಗಂಧ which is being that manomaya sharira pranamaya sharira we have to take it that way bar upaha means it is in the form of knowledge bha means shining or light bar upaha means it is in the form of awareness sang satya sankalpa akasha atma this atma is in the form of akasha and it is satya sankalpa now the word satya sankalpa is applicable only to the the ultimate reality because what is the mean of satya sankalpa the sankalpa means the the imagination or the 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 creation whatever you think in the mind is a sankalpa <coughs> that will become satya means that will become true as human beings we know that our sankalpa or our desires or what we want to achieve or what we want to become is never achieved by just by dreaming about it the reason why shankara says is that because we are not satya sankalpa because we are under the clutch of mithya or avidya therefore we do not know the reality to have a pure sankalpa 
to create what is to be created as a pure creation that is possible only for the brahma or atma because there is no avidya therefore there is no delusion and there whatever the creation is being thought please understand this is a meditative instruction so you have to think it from that point of view don't philosophize it or logicalize it okay so when you when you are when the atma or brahma is imagining the world to be created the world becomes real for the atma or the brahma but when we having become the individual that individuality is merged with avidya the ignorance and the limitations of the body because we think we are the body we don't have the thing akashatma that we are like the sky we are like the akasha but we are feeling that we are the body therefore what happens is our sankalpa the individual sankalpa is limited with body can do that is why we are able to succeed and success to do things which are physically possible for us to do what the body can do because we are identified with the body if we have identified with the akasha atma then our sankalpa will become satya sankalpa because akasha is a substratum in where everything can appear such an akasha when it is sankalping something appears in it that is due to the akasha satya sankalpa akasha atma because atma is sarvagata everywhere it is there. therefore what it is called sarva karma all this activity of sandhya satya sankalpa is due to that akasha atma which is the sarva karma and he is also sarva kama because it is the brahma or atma kama that sankalpa because of which every name and form is appearing in it in what way it is appearing sarva ganda sarva rasaha ityadi that is ganda means is with the smell rasa means with the taste here here you should understand that the that is all representation of the pancha tanmatras you know so you should understand that akashatma sarva kama then sarva karma kama is standing for the fire principle sarva ganda is standing for the prithvi principle or the earth principle sarva rasaha is standing for the water principle as the sarva tadditi so what happens is that when this is is being the creation comes from the akasha as the jagat karta sarva karma then he becomes a dosha rahita i mean without any uh, you know negate negative things in the in the kama or the desire all the desire gets fulfilled therefore he is sarva kama and is it in the form of agni or the heat or the light you can say so it is through the light of desire which is in the form of kama which comes and it is projecting as the object and what type of of object sarvagandha like the everything that is created by the earthly things or you know material things sarvarasah means all liquid things idam sarvam 
all this is creation from that akashatma abhyaptaha it means ataha means to vyapta in or to spread abhi is the upas the suffix added to it to to en- enhance it means it is it is spread all over because we know akasha is all over so that the creations are also spread all over avaki means it is not possible to define it through words vak means speech it is speechless or it is beyond the limitation of speech all the creations are. and anadaraha anadara here mean anadaraha is the is without any delusion therefore all the creations are being spread all everything comes from his desire this is in i put in another way in the taitriya upanishad so kamayata bahusyam prajayeti he will let me become many this is talking about that aspect again and but how does the atma is there in all of them because it is appearing in every different creations are all being spread over vrihi vo vrihi va yavatva sarshapatva shyamakatva shyamatantulatva now he is giving stage by stage into the minuteness of it to mention that it is smaller than a grain of barley vrihi yavatva means that that is maize it is it is smaller than the maize sarshapatva it is smaller than the mustard shyamakatva it is smaller than the little millet and it is shyamaka tandulatva the grain after the husk is removed of the little grain little millet it is still smaller than that the little millet it is still small smaller than that aniyan means it is in the form of minute atom andar hrudaye inside the heart of the creation of individual objects esha me atma this atma of mind so here it is atma of mind because the individual is already identified and he is thinking that he is a embodied individual now he has to meditate upon the atma inside him so the andar hridaye atma we we studied this aspect in the katopanishad also angushta matra purushah hridaye andar bhage tishtati iti so there the the same thing is mentioned here andar hridaye eshame atma prithivyah jyayan andarisha jyayan divya jayan now ebya logebya jayan so there is now jayan means it is superior when one side he is brought it down to an atomic level subatomic level by giving the comparison between the grain size and all then he is reversing it esha me atma this atma which is even though it is inside me it is also prithivya jayan it is bigger than the earth 
அந்தரீட்சாத்தியாயன் smaller than the smallest and the larger than the largest at the same time so we when we are meditating upon this atma we should be very clear that even though the upanishads are referring to this atma as andarhrudaya is residing in our atma but at the same time by mentioning it is that it is bigger than the all the thing we are brought to a stage there where we will not be able to fixate it that that it is inside me why it is this way in which the upanishad is telling is that because the the nature of human being that when they they, they feel that atma is something in residing in the heart hrudaya akashe in the heart center and that atma is smaller than angushta matra like a thumb, thumb size to negate this when you are when you are meditating on sarvam kaluidam brahma you cannot meditate on an atma which is of a particular size residing specifically in your heart but at the same time human beings are def- by by default becomes what they meditate upon or they think they are convinced that they are of the body so therefore the shackle of the body need to be broken for breaking the shackle of the identity with the with the body the identity of me me atma my atma which is here is the is the catch when the upanishad says me atma he is asking the meditator to meditate his atma so here is the word the difference which is coming is that atma is different and he is different because here also the doer of the meditation is to be identified because he has now identified with his body so from that he has to be de- removed as an identifier with the body as an atma for that sarvam kaluidam brahma is what has been told but he is not able to jump to that level so he is was brought in to say that hrudaya andara thing is the residing atma is residing in your heart smaller than the atom but at the same time the potency wise or by the 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 capacity to reach or spread it is bigger than what you can ever think it is bigger than the earth bigger than the you know the space bigger than the the heavens bigger than all the 14 lokas when it is being sold the the, the tendency for the individual to add to find out what is his nature he will be able to de-identify with his physical identity and here there is one mandra which acharya shankara is referring to from the shweta sarva upanishad 319 apani pado javano grihida pasyatya chakshutra shunotya karna 
which means that this atma is apanipada without the hands and legs javano grahida it it walks it moves around javano and grahida it is able to clutch without the hands and the legs patyat patyatya chakshu it can see without the eyes it means it is it has the it has the potency to know anything in the name in the forms tasrunoti akarna he can hear everything without the ears because it doesn't have a ear by saying because doesn't have a body of its own so with this that these are the way in which the shetashastra upanishad is referring to atma in that in that upanishad so when a, this upanishad is giving you a contradicting statement that it is the smallest of the smallest at the same time biggest or than the bigger anoraniyan mahato mahiyan that is being given the limitation which we normally hold to our body has to be dropped through the meditation sarvam khaluidam brahma all this is not only that i am i should not limit myself to my this very physical body which is i have identified with is the way in which the upanishad is instructing for the uh, for the meditator to meditate upon then comes the, the next mantra which is called, which is saying that andar hrudaye let me hear here yeah sarva so jayan ajaya sarva kama yeah eshama andar hrudaye eshama andar hrudaye aniyan vrihyo yavadva sarva shabha syamadva syama tanduladva all and this is what he has been told in this thing andar hrudaye in the middle of the hrudaya heart again he is repeating the same thing to give a different direction eshame atma this atma of mine sarva karma is the creator of everything sarva kama he is the one who who wills or desires what is to be created and sarvaganda being by becoming everything that is born in the form of physical being matter sarvarasaha all the liquid idam sarvam abhyata avaki anadara etad brahma ita pratya esham abhisambhavat asmi iti yadya yadasya vichikitsa na as na asti saha eta tata eva brahma ishvara bhavam pratipadyate so what he says that is that in all those repetition from the previous mantra he is adding to one more thing itap etat brahma this brahma itap pratya having left this body etam abhisambhavatasmi i am a becoming that atma which is no more limited to my body when when this body can be left by the individual pratya is normally talking about the death part of it in the meditation you are not physically die therefore you can abhisambhavadasmi you can even sankalpa you know you can imagine that how the if the without the body what will be my nature or what will be my reality iti yasya adha syat vichikitsa if this will be the doubt which can come to the mind of the meditator 
is what the normal condition but upanishad say na asti there won't be any doubt on that when you are able to meditate upon sarvam kalidam brahma as tad jala anaiti etam upasita when you are upasana when i are doing a meditation on sarvam kalidam brahma tad jala means from which everything has come in which everything remains into which everything goes and that atma is anoraniyan and mahatomahiyan in this form when you are meditating you will not be in a scared position which was discussed in the last class as the the fear will come what happens if i am not the body that doubt will not come that's that doubt will be the one which will not allow people to meditate with all the satya sankalpa into themselves to give assurance the upanishad says that satyat adhyasat vichikitsa nasti you should you will never have a doubt once you really meditate upon that your doubts on your limited body and the limited identity with your physical body can be crossed over when you do this set of meditation is what is mentioned here so here you should understand that what what the intent of the upanishad is sarvam kalu idam brahma is the the way in which we have to do the meditation to come across or to move across cross over the limitation that we are identified with the body so what happens is that we when we are doing this identifying at the subtlest of the part of within the body at the same time we are also akasha atma we are in the form of a atma which is in the nature of akasha that meditation is the one which is we which is being told by the upanishad to ascertain that the upanishad says that further sandilya the the rishi ahasmaha is that repetition is that so the word they says that no sandilya is that then in the last mantra sandilya sandilya is that twice it is repeating if you look at it the third mantra the second mantra the third mantra and the fourth mantra that sarva karma sarva kama sarva gandha sarva rasa all those things are repeated again and again only one one of the two three sentences are different from each of the mantra so one is to bring the third mantra is to bring that the anoraniyan mahatomahiyan in the second mantra you will say manomaya pranamaya akasha sarva kama sarva gandha there you see that then in the third mantra what is that beyond the lokas the limitation of the lokas is also crossed over and in the last mantra he say that when this doubt can come how can i be you know is will it be achieved only when i leave the body physical body to that itiaha sandilya sandilya when it is being repeated twice it is to indicate that the sandilya is the rishi who has instructed this mantra and by repeating it twice what it shows is that 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 part of the upanishad is also getting over but here you should understand that in the atmevedam sarvam which is told there in the chandogya upanishad is to be remembered because when we are meditating upon the sarvam kaluidam brahma atmayvedam sarvam is the mantra which is told in the chandogya upanishad which is also 
saying the same thing both these put together is what when you come to tattvamasi of the 6th chapter sarvam khalu idam brahma so brahma is there then atma so brahma and atma are tat and tvam not that brahma is that the is that one which is outside were somewhere and atma is what you think as your physical body no so to take you out of the physical body you need to meditate upon that aspect of atma or the brahma which itself is is no place where it is not there therefore if it is in the in the atomic subatomic or even in the minutest form it is present in every every cell of our body not only our body it is there outside also so whatever we see outside inside is due to our volition or our determination to identify with the physical body so shandilya rishi who is initiating this meditation says that you know that you have to identified with that brahma which is the cause from which everything comes up all the waves which are coming up from the ocean has got ocean in it even when it is coming up as a wave it is a ocean water only when it is remaining as a wave whether it's a tsunami wave or a very small you know wave in a, in a shallow beach doesn't matter the ocean is the same and to mention that you we have to understand that tajjalaniti means it is not only when the creations are appearing in that when they are sustaining in that even when it is going it is not going anywhere it is from that which has come this is the case with our own self also we are in our own body so what is is being told with what you meditate upon and leave your body or when you leave the body doesn't mean that physically you are dying with the body you can even think your your you can even imagine or you can even experience that the body is no more a limitation because we all experience that in our deep sleep when we do not experience our body nor the world so it is something which is experiential which we can imagine or this thing so while doing that use the meditation of sarvam khaluidam brahma is what is the meditative aspect of it if this aspect is clear and that if you we are now clear with this we should now move to the uh sixth chapter which is talking about tattvamasi in detail so once we are completed this meditative aspect we should look towards the tattvamasi prakarana which is in the sixth chapter so the first mantra there is an introduction of a story like Shvetaketu and Aruni, right? The first mantra says that Shvetaketu Aruni ya asa tamhu va ha pito vacha Shvetaketu basa Brahmacharyam navai saumya asmat kul asmant kule kulino anasuju ana ananyucha. ब्रह्मबंधूरी वो 
దట్ శ్వేతకేతు ఆరుణి ఉద్దాలక ఆరుణి ఆరుణేయ ఇజ ఇజ ద ఫ్యామిలీ నేమ్ ఉద్దాలక ఈజ్ ఫాదర్స్ నేమ్ శ్వేతకేతు ఇజ్ ద సన్స్ నేమ్ సో వన్స్ లీవ్డ్ ఏ స్టూడెంట్ ఆర్ ఏడెంట్ ఆర్ ఎంగ్ బాయ్ దట్ ఈస్ బెటర్ వే ఏ యంగ్ బాయ్ నేమ్డ్ శ్వేతకేతు అండ్ టు హిమ్ హిస్ ఫాదర్ సెడ్ to live a religious life of a student you have to go to a preceptor a guru and study about brahma brahma vidya and without studying that nobody from our lineage has ever become a brahmana because brahma jnana is brahmana only when you are achieve that brahma jnana or knowing which with which you will be known as a brahmana so you have to go for you are completing your studies so the next mantra 612 these are all stories introduction so i am not wasting much time on narrating the story part of it sah dwadasha varsha upetya chaturvimshadi varshah sarvan vedan aditya mahat mahamanah anucha anuchanamani హౌస్ to him the father will now ask a series of questions but he considers himself as he has studied anujanam asmi mahamanaha that is i am well read and now he has got that you know stabdaha with you know with that arrogance of study that i have studied for 12 years the vedas and therefore you know it is it is now i am a vedavit and i am a brahmana or brahmatnya so the father understood by the look of the son at the face looking at the face of the son that he has a conceit and he has not really understood if he has really understood what is a brahmat brahmatyana or the real truth he should he will be humble because we have been told that sarvam khalu idam brahma all this is brahma so to, to whom can you show a conceit where do your conceit can be expressed because everything is yours that sarvam khalu brahma only so conceit shows that ignorance aspect that you are not understood the reality so with that in mind the father will ask us shetaketu the third mantra is శ్వేత శ్వేతకేతో యను సౌమ్య ఇదం మహామనః అనుచానమస్మాని స్తబ్దః అత్స్యూతః తాం ఏదశ ఏదశ ఏదశం ప్రాక్ష్య ఏనాశృతం శృతం ఏనాశృతం శృతం భవతి ఏన భవతి అమతం మతం అవిజ్ఞాతం విజ్ఞాతం మతి కథం కథం భగవ సో భవతి సో ద లాస్ట్ లైన్ ఈస్ ద 
question by the student or the shweta ketu the two line in the writing shweta ketu hey shweta ketu oh my dear soumya oh my dear son for yenu why is that you have that mahamana and anujana masmi stabdo asyutaha tam edadesha why are you showing yourself as you have learned and conceited and all ma praksha you tell me have you learned yena shrutam shrutam bhavati that knowledge by which ashrutam shrutam bhavati the unheard become heard amatam matam bhavati what cannot be understood madam means mind manam man man to the through the no, apprehension what is what cannot be apprehended becomes apprehended avitnyadam vitnyadam iti what cannot be known by means of your sense organs or intellect how will it be uh, how there is something which is will become known with a certain study do you have you studied that is the question the father is asking katam nu bhagavaha sa adesho bhavati so here he is that asking what is that instruction what is that teaching dear sir or my father by by which you know it can be that i have not been here here shankaracharya in his bhashya he says that if this if this knowledge was available with my teachers definitely they should have taught me but nobody seems to be knowing that why is that you are asking me this question where is that where is the what is the basis on which you are asking this question because what in the in the teachers place i studied samaveda yajna rigveda yajurveda samaveda atharva veda and vedangas the shat vedangas and everything in the jyotisham everything i have studied but nobody taught me that yena ashrutam shrutam bhavati by that learning which by which that cannot be heard, that cannot be heard by words becomes known through the words amatam matam bhavati which is cannot be apprehended by the mind becomes apprehended and avitnyadam vitnyadam bhavati that which is cannot be conveyed or educated or instructed or taught vitnyadam can may take any of those meaning vitnyadam bhavati becomes taught or educated please tell me oh doc oh father so from here the real tattvamasi instruction is going to start we have to understand that tattvamasi has been taught using nine different examples in each of the exercises where the father and son is discussing that so there there is a statement in the in the shastra that avarti asagrata upateshat repetition and not one supatesha not even one not even the one teaching it is not by one teaching that it should be known to the student therefore you have to repeat it until the student or the, until the disciple understands it that is the duty of the teacher so here the father and the son dialogue 
he he can make out the same thing is repeated in the seventh chapter also when between the narada and sanat kumara which will take after this sixth chapter there there also in all these places the students is in a state of not having understood unless the case of shetan the nachiketa and yama when he told that the nachiketa understood what is the truth there was only requirement of yama teaching nachiketa only once same thing in the keno upanishad also there is no repetition of that in the by the teacher and the student but in the case of tattvamasi because it is a follow up of a sakuna upasana to a nirguna upasana the upanishad itself is following repetition by using different means so that that meditative nature of the student who are listening to not i am not talking about uddalaga and shwetaketu i am talking about us who are listening to that after having gone through the meditation process when we are listening only once to the example of one upanishad of one statement of tattvamasi it will definitely not become clearer to us therefore this upanishad is keeping the examples as a shwetaketu in place of those who are listening to this upanishad and the teacher's place is taken by the uddalaga the father so we should understand that it is the dialogue between ourselves and our teacher the teacher is in the form of upanishad who is going to instruct us into sattvamasi and since we one instrument example will not be understood by everyone the upanishad is merciful and giving nine different examples so the first example what is used is yada somya ekena ना मृत्पिंडे ना सर्वम मृणमयम विज्ञातम स्याद चा वाचारंबनम विकारो नामदेयम वृत्तिकत्येव सत्यम यथा जस्ट एस हे सौम्या माय डियर सन ekena मृत्पिंडे ना बाय वन लंप ऑफ मड एन इट इज अंडरस्टूड whatever is made out of that mud the floor mud pot or mud lump of mud sarvam mrinmayam vitnyadam bhavati vitnyadam syad everything what has been made out of that lump of mud now imagine you are into a potter's hut and there are you know there are all the instruments there but at the same time there is a heap of clay with water turn wheel everything in there and when you come back the next day you don't see the lump of or clay which is there which was lying as a heap but in that that place you find many you know earthly things <clears throat> made like pot doll lamp and glass plate all the things which are available in the form in the made out of the mud is available so we can make out that what was seen as the lump of clay yesterday as today transformed into different aspects of the pot and the doll and the lamp and the glass etc so ekena mrutpindena sarvam rinmayam vitnyadam syat 
you don't have to go to the analysis of each of the you know item which is made out of the mud to know that that nature of the nature of that creation is from the mud so this you have to now think about sarvam kalidam brahma that sankti sankalpa atma when it is projecting all the objects in the world that before projection it was the brahma or the atman here we should consider that the lump of the, the heap of the clay which is ready to be made into pots and glasses and dolls and etc that when it is appearing in the form of you know which has been has got a birth which is growing and which has a decay as objects of creation here also the mud when it has become a pot it has got a name and a shape and that pot when it is destroyed or when it become broken becomes back into the mud pot into the pieces of mud so what is happening is that the, the brahmayam what is seen as the pot the doll the glass the plate etc of made of mud is nothing but mud in names and forms that is what it is called vach arambanam vacharambanam vikaraha namadeya so it is vacharam vach arambanam means alambanam dependency on a name the pot is a name the lamp is a name the glass is a name the doll is a name all of them are dependency on the name and they have a vikara means different shapes because it has got different names namadeya but the truth is that mrittika eva satyam the reality of all those things which you are seeing as a clay as a pot and everything is in reality there is only what you call the pot alone the mud alone is the reality now there is a lengthy long commentary for this by adi shankara which which itself is a masterpiece i would like to go through that for in the next class next wednesday when we meet again so that we will be able to appreciate how shankaracharya was able to make a clear cut case of non dual atma or advaitam using this only this very simple example vacharambanam vikaro namadeyam mrittikateva satyam ekena mrutpendena sarvam mrinmayam vitnyatam syad therefore that yata so what we have to do is he is giving one more example in this one yada saumya ekena lohamanina sarvam lohamayam vitnyatam syat vacharambanam vikaro namadeyam lohitam ityeva satyam now here the lohitam is is a loha or the lump of gold the lump of gold has become multiple thing lohamanina sarvam lohamayam 
many thing or many ornaments which have been made out of that syad here also the upanishad says vacharambadam vikaro namadeyam lohitam ityeva satyam so same way in the in the ways which the mud and mud pot has been mentioned same way here he is referring to the gold also so we have the mud we have the gold which has become through names and forms to become different objects of artha kriya karitam or utility <clears throat> so the lump of gold has no utility for bringing water or storing grain or etc which is there for a pot so how how can you say that that is only that one it is only the name and the shape which is different from the mud this detailed explanation should be analyzed threadbare with for which i will bring word by word from shankara's commentary which i have not provided here in this translation here let me see i can modify the pdf and bring that also into the so that you can read it and understand it how shankara has developed it but i'll be reading the sanskrit and explaining it in the next uh, wednesday's class so let us look into that methodology in which shankara is this is what is called the satkaryavada in the in the, in the traditional uh, language satkarya means sat because sat tat and tat are identical sat means existence tat here is showing to brahma which is also in the form of existence so tattvamasi or sat is sati sambadhya navidhu sati sambadhya mahai that then in the chandogya prashnati it is coming so that is because of sat and tat are the same so satkaryavada is explained using this this mantra by shankaracharya which we'll see it on the next class so we will go through this statement from yadasomya ekena mrutpandena sarvam rinmayam vitnyatam syat vacharambadam vikaro namadeyam again in the next class i'll stop it here so that i can bring that commentary include it in the pdf and then share it in the next class but let us see how we can get into the mind of shankara to understand how he is able to make us understand that sarvam kalu idam brahma and tattvamasi i'll stop it here om purnamada purnamidam पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवावशिष्य ओ शाति 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 हरि श्रीगुरुभ्यो नम हरि थैंक यू धन्यवाद थैंक यू बिंदुजी बिंदुजी विल टेक सम क्वेश्चन नाउ Yeah, just give me two minutes. Yeah, so uh, we can invite anyone from uh, uh, the um, the audience to come up. You're welcome. Any questions related to this Upanishad uh, in general? Uh, we we're gonna keep it close to Advaita. So anything that's centered around this area, please come up. Don't be shy. You're all welcome. Any question is welcome. Thank you Benderji that was really beautiful and very well explained um my observation or my question is 
the following. Uh, most people are very fearful about um, assuming that if awareness expands outside the body, that it's going to lose the body. Um, and the question with that is, is in order to face fears, uh, one has to start doing it and start uh, learning about it. Understanding and knowing, there is a difference in that because it, it pertains to awareness and because every awareness is uh, built up differently uh, because of different factors, different influences, what someone had in their lives. So they are needing different uh, things in order to make them aware that awareness is not contained to the body only. Um, so in the West, uh, we're using meditation in order to expand and visualize and start using uh, the intuition um, because those are the gateways to expanding awareness. The reason why I'm talking about this is because the mind is not used to the idea that we are uh, existing outside our body. So the mind, if we are gentle to ourselves, we start using ideas and things in our life that still uh, enables us to move forward and to start um, knowing about it uh, and still be gentle about it because that is why the meditation and grounding is there as well. I understand that you are talking about the Upanishads and that there are mantras and meditations specially for that. But for some people, these meditations are very uh, ancient and very uh, uh, put into words they can't connect with. So in order to be able to connect your awareness with something, one has to feel it belonging to them. Uh, so my question is, how much room is there outside the Upanishads in order to experiment with that? Outside the Upanishad, um, I have uh, not much knowledge about it because there are methods, there are proof that even people who have not studied the Upanishad are able to identify with the awareness themselves. That doesn't mean that it is a method they have invented or they have, you know, they have a unique method. Most of the time what happens is that in those situations, their experiences will be verified by those who have used the Merupanishad method that both are talking about the same thing. That way we feel that, you know, those people who are not in that traditional Upanishadic method have also been able to achieve it. How they have done it, 
they themselves are not able to give a clear cut step by step procedure simple some some for example if we are taking ramana maharshi he has asked us to find out who am i but that how to do the who am i has never been a step by step procedure but then later on when he interacted with kavya ganta ganapati muni and uh, they, they they had a dialogue the dialogue developed into such that you know even ramana maharshi started referring to the same words from the, what he learned from kavya ganta ganapati to you know justify or to uh, what you call uh, you can say that give a validation that this is exactly what the upanishad is also saying if you look at it nisargadutt maharaj for example he was given a meditation by his guru but his med- during his meditation also he has been able to expand himself beyond his limited body and into a state of that oneness the sarvam kalidam brahma or the, that stage beyond the body which clearly shows that methods are there outside the upanishad but after having achieved that what they talk is also matching with what the upanishad is talking about from that point of view if you are a lucky one blessed one you may be able to do it without the upanishad but if we are not able to do that we have to find a path which is there instructed through the upanishad and upanishad is very logical and explaining to us intellectually to deep dive within ourselves to see and experience or be identified with that awareness what is there with us we are not able to identify with awareness even though without awareness we cannot be expressing or living or you know he even cannot you know explain our existence knowing this also we are not able to say that we are awareness we still have an identification with the body because of the limited the mind in which that is why the word kritam kurvida word was used in the third chapter 14th section because that is how we have made us ourselves convinced that it is our mind what we are able to perform because of that conviction in the mind that we are the body is not easy as you rightly said cannot be taken out of our system unless we deep dive with some methodology using the upanishad unless we are a blessed like nisargadatta or you know ramana maharshi or somebody like that so if that now i i am hope i as if you ask me personally i accept all of them at equal equal uh, way and it is these type of people when they their words become the upanishad of tomorrow what ramana maharshi said and uh, nisargadatta maharaj said is will be treated as upanishad or equivalent to upanishad by those people who are coming from generations to generation who will know that they were also had they also had that experience why they what they are talking about today what we are studying as upanishad is people like ramana maharshi or uh, nisargadatta maharaj 
who lived centuries or million years before which has transmitted down through the teacher student tradition to us so we just call it as upanishad that's all ultimately both of them are experiential teachings from those who have seen the truth beyond the body level thank you so much for the answer pranam induji and pranam to all um pranam mari yeah i think it's been a long time and it's a very it's, i'm very delighted to be a part of uh, this lecture of chandogya upanishad and uh, thank you thank you for conducting this and uh, uh the very interesting thing that i find uh in this upanishad is uh, that there is a sambhad there is a conversation happening over here whereas in mandukya we didn't have uh, such conversational structure so uh, do you find mandukya more of an exception or uh, how do you find the the prominence or importance of this sambhada the conversation that is happening between guru shishya of course uh, with the guru being his father udalaka and shishya being uh, shwetaketu so so why this structure and uh, of course one of the reasons as you just mentioned is that you know uh, it's the words of guru and shishya which was captured and made into upanishad and then it was transmitted uh, but but what is the relevance for for us to have this kind of a structure in which this teaching is being given mainly because of the qualification of the students level of students understanding we will find the same thing in the kathopanishad also where yama was the one who was teaching nachigetas and even though there was no mention of a teacher and student in the kathopanishad also we found that you know there was dialogue between a one who is enquiring into and answer it is shishrama purvesham and the teacher says this is how we heard from our previous uh, teachers so that tradition of a teacher student is indicated in all those things when it comes to mandukya karika mandukya upanishad for example there was no dialogue at the thing in fact even if you look at the previous were as previous chapter of mandukya upanishad in the veda it is not mentioning anything about the dialogues there but suddenly the 12 12 mantras you are given just as a capsule for the uttam adhikari or the the student who has prepared himself or he is well you know stay well situated in a mental and intellectual capacity by hearing the mandukya mantras alone he doesn't even need the karika just the mantras alone and especially the seventh mantra is enough for that even that mukti gopanishad mentioned that mandukya mevam alam kevalam alam that alone mandukya alone will be enough for mumukshonam moksha siddhaye those who are burning with the desire to know the reality for them that upanishad alone is enough but not all of us are of the same caliber so for that upanishad brings anecdotes then there are stories in some of the upanishad and in some upanishad it is it's in fact in fact uh, 
it is intermingled with with you know teachings and upasana teaching and upasana especially in uh, in some of these upanishad like uh, when you will go to uh, even in chandogya for that matter there is if you go through from the first chapter onwards in between there are certain mantras which are giving hints of atma brahma ekatam ekatmata so brahma atma eka so brahma atma there is no difference between that that is there there in the format so it i feel that basically this dialogue formation or methodology is only to make the students easily understand and accept it otherwise there is no particular intent from the upanishad point of view okay thank you banuji thank you a lot and uh, just a question so uh, all the 16 khandas of uh, this particular six chapter will be covered right uh, what yeah six okay see i'll first complete uh, the six chapter complete then i'll take a break small break then i'll come with the seventh chapter which is a narada and sanat kumara samvada again it's it is a meditative means at the same time it's a philosophical meditation so stage by stage it will develop and then comes the eighth chapter which is a prajapati and the teaching that you know is a, it's again the teacher and the student dialogue in the eighth chapter also so all the sixth seventh and eighth will be covered one by one but i'm taking them as separate not continuously six after seven seven after eight like that it will be like that but there will be a gap in between because i am making this pdf my own from collecting both you know the sanskrit verses in devanagari lipi the transliteration in english and then the meaning of the verse and i am also planning to include wherever it is important to include the translation of shankara's bhashya into the pdf itself so when i am when i am going through that if i feel that you know this translation will help those listeners to read themselves and understand more than what i could explain because i have my limitation to explain that but when you read that nothing like reading sanskrit but still better than that is an english translation so that is my purpose that so for that preparation i need some time between 6 and 7 that is only why the delay is there otherwise i could have gone continuously bindu could you remind us why you selected six why it stands out because we've talked about it for months that you wanted to do it what is it that it, why does it stand out among the upanishads and especially in this as something that needs to be focused on because this upanishad is the one this chapter is the one which is dealing with tattvamasi that mahavakya dauda that dawat so we had the madukya karika before this were sa atmasa vitneha that seventh mantra you know nanda prajnam navai prajnam noveda prajnam na prajnanaganam na prajnam achindem avyaharyam avyadrahyam alakshanam ekatma pratyasaram prapanjo upashamam shantam shivam madvaitam so there that atma vitneya was given in reference to 
അവസ്ഥാത്രയ നിരൂപണം ഓർ ദ്രീ സ്റ്റേറ്റ്സ് ഓഫ് അവർ എക്സ്പീരിയൻസ് ഓഫ് ജാഗ്രത സ്വപ്ന സുഷുക്തി ആസ് ദ മെത്തേഡ് ഇൻ വിച്ച് ഇൻ ടു എൻക്വയറി ഹിയർ ഇൻ ദിസ് തത്വമസി ഈസ് നോട്ട് ആസ്കിംഗ് അസ് ടു ഡു അവർ എക്സ്പീരിയൻഷ്യൽ അനാലിസിസ് ഈസ് ഇസ് ടേക്കിംഗ് ഫോർ എക്സ്പീരിയൻസസ് ഫ്രം ദ വേൾഡ് ഓഫ് എക്സ്പീരിയൻസസ് ഓഫ് അവേഴ്സ് like the mud and the mud pot gold and the ornament like that you will find many of the examples coming up it and he will also bring in that sarvam kaluidam brahma that message is the fundamental thing to know that what is mentioned there as tajjalan that tajjatalla talan is exactly what when he says tatvamasi tat means here that brahma which is mentioned as sarvam kalidam brahma is exactly what you are because you cannot be outside it therefore you need should understand that this is explained in this mantra so therefore it is that is why i thought having analyzed our personal individualized experience of waking dream and deep sleep now we should see the same thing in the world outside also for that this chapter is the most useful chapter wonderful thank you thank you for that answer bindu ji pranam and uh, as you are doing this work uh, a great great thanks i think from all of us for the work that you are doing in collecting this and transla- trans- translating it transliterating it and uh, on top of it uh, just a question uh, can you suggest us some companion books or other references that we can go to you know along with the material that of course that you are giving us just to have you know a more reading on chandogya so can you suggest some of the materials or books that you find helpful to students like us yeah there is a lot of material in the internet ari i am not i am using that to compile them to what the pdf i have made in fact i have about 10 or 12 references which i am using from different uh, sources right from you know the beginning of the 19th century in the 20th century onwards books which are published have been used by me even to even to the latest one which are available in the internet plus i have studied this sanskrit original sanskrit under my guru who has explained to me in a vernacular language in india local language but that lectures are also i am listening to before i come for the class so that i am i am in tune with what he taught me and i do not deviate and make come out with my own concocted stories of it i don't want to do that i'm to now want to stick to the tradition and teach exactly what the teachers have taught me irish shruma purvesham i want to stick to the exactly word this is what you know irish shruma purvesham means this is how our teachers have taught me and uh, we are doing the same thing so this is exactly what i am doing it i'm doing the same thing for my kano upanishad class also on the tuesday where i am taking more sanskrit based class because that is students who are in with the sanskrit knowledge benefits more but others who are listening to it can definitely understand because i am the explanations are in english so the i am reading sanskrit word by word explaining and then getting into of the shankara bhashya of shankara's commentary 
not only the mantra here i am doing the mantras with a summary of shankara's commentary which is in my mind which i have started which i have prepared for myself whereas in the tuesday's class i am going through the shankara's commentary word by word and explaining it so that is going to take longer time for completion but such sadhogya upanishad is such a long one cannot be done that fast and so it may run into years and years if i am doing only once once a week that's why here i am doing it much faster because i am having two days a week plus i am not going into the in depth study of shankara bhashya only getting the gist out of it that is why so you have that those sources in internet you have one uh, one jagannath ja translation in english is available then you have paramarthananda swami chinmayananda then even from dwaita ashrama from ramachandra mission all of them are available and if you want hindi hindi is also available if you know hindi or the language but local languages like kannada telugu you may have to do it because i don't locate for them because i don't know those languages thank you bindu ji thank you bindu ji for that detailed answer pranam before we go just in the the first uh the first section of this talks about volition and when i look at that word that has a connotation for me why is it used here in in the sense that the volition is is meant to if if we if we speak of volition in in another way in another sentence it would be you know individuality uh autonomy self autonomy and so on when he talks about you know volition of man what is it what is it's not that so what what is it referring to bindoji is referring to determination or understanding firm understanding or conviction completely different okay thank you yeah thank you so thank, thank you, you all wonderful session again thank you and we'll do uh on wednesday next next week then. yeah next wednesday again same time we'll meet we'll continue okay. thank you all